What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining me. Hopefully, you're still standing. Hopefully, your portfolio is still standing. Hopefully, you didn't uh, sell everything and close all the accounts. I know you want to. I know people want to. And, you know, this whole, like, this madness that's been going on, the sell-off, that's, that's probably still got some ways to go here. I think Morgan Stanley said it has, like, another 15 20% to go in the S&P before we see, like, a real bottom. Who knows? Again... All bets are off. We are for sure in a bear market. Market sentiment is crazy, crazy uh, bearish at the moment. All pops are short-lived. It <laughs> just dead cat bounces left and right, if you will, because you'll have like a nice pop and then it's wiped out the next day. That's why like, I've been posting in my stories that I've been buying up some stocks slowly, just like at the end of the week. I'm like, all right, damn, another bad week. All right, Thursday, Friday, let's let's pick up some stuff. Probably we'll do it again this week. Um, as I try to find more ways to get capital, like I said last week, selling stuff on eBay, putting more stuff up. Hey, whatever we can turn into Apple stock, it's working. That's the system. So I'm also surprised that I haven't heard from like more people, a couple, a few, but I'm surprised I haven't heard from more people during this time that aren't investing in the stock market, kind of like those stock market haters. Like if you invest, especially if you're, if you do options, I feel like you find a lot of your, your friends, but just in general, if you, if you have money in the market, there's people that don't and they hate, they just hate people that do like a lot of my friends. It's usually like people that are, I mean, I hate to get political, but are usually extremely liberal. They'll get really annoyed at, at, uh, like some of my really liberal friends will get mad at me for investing in certain companies like, you know, Amazon, Apple, Tesla, because they hate Elon, stuff like that. And I'm surprised I haven't been hearing more from that crowd during the sell-off being like, oh, how's your money going? Like talking shit. Like <laughs> Just kind of like trying to dig. I haven't been hearing that as much as I would I would expect. Who knows? Maybe people just aren't paying attention. That's probably more what it is. They'll randomly check in and be like, oh man, look at... Look at how much Twitter stock has fallen. It's like, I, I don't have enough shares to give a shit. I still, and that, that whole thing with Elon's going back and forth now. Now he's saying, oh, I'm not going to buy it because there's too many fake accounts. Who knows? Who knows what to believe at this point? I keep saying fake accounts or not, Twitter doesn't account for that big of an audience. So people that freaked out about it, chill. And my original statement might hold true. The fact that he's not going to buy it. I said out of the gate, I don't think it's ever going to go through. I think people are going to get in the way of it. And when I said that, I meant like the board of directors of, of Twitter. Now it's some other bullshit. I also wouldn't be surprised if Elon's trying to find any way he can to back out of the deal. Because like we talked about before, he bought a big chunk of it on margin. A little bit less now because we talked about last week how Larry Ellison threw in like $7 billion to lower the margin debt that he was putting towards buying Twitter of like $12.5 billion or $12 billion worth of margin debt or margin that he's going to use to buy Twitter. And now, like, he's, like, within, like, I don't know, 25, 30% of being hit with a margin call. If Tesla takes what hits below 600, he's going to get a margin call. So he might be like, uh, maybe we'll hold off on this because Tesla is, like, on that, on the verge of that, you know. And so, but again, like we talked about last week, barrels under the ice, as many of these barrels as you can get in the meantime, like I know I've been focusing, like I, I focus a lot on options now, but when my long-term accounts trying to see where I can squeeze money in, 
you know, like buying up. I think I bought like five or six six shares of Square one morning for like three hundred and fifty bucks, and I couldn't believe it. I was just like, wow, I can't believe I spent, you know, a little bit more than what I used to pay for one to get like six shares. So I'm gonna keep doing that for the companies I have more conviction in. Square, I have a lot of. I I still is I still want more shares, uh, but. Really, the ones I'm going aggressive is, and I'm I'm trying to look. I don't have a main position, and I don't have a big position in Microsoft, in my my main account. I kind of want to start one if things keep going down like this. I think I might start buying up some Microsoft. Just some like long term thoughts. Um, Airbnb as it gets close to a hundred, I might want go heavy on Airbnb around a hundred. I did play Palo Alto Networks on some earnings. Let's see. I didn't even look at what their earnings was. Oh, they report tomorrow. Um. I actually was doing some paper trading on some options with Palo Alto Networks on their earnings. They beat earnings like beat earnings like every time for like years. And so I was like, I'll do an options play on their earnings report. Uh but they they are after tomorrow's close. So I was good thing I did that trade on paper. I thought that was for after today. So now I'm gonna be holding that contract for way too long. I'm gonna get burned by <laughs> I'm gonna get burned on that contract. But hey, it was a paper contract, so who cares? Right? Shoot, Tesla might break below 700 tomorrow. I'm recording this on Wednesday evening. This will come out late Wednesday night. Be ready for your Thursday, whatever you want to do with your morning, your day, whatever. I have to pack. I'm actually in the middle of packing. No, I finished packing. That's why I'm recording a little bit late. I got the Warriors game on too, the Warriors Mavericks game. I was hoping that game be more of a challenge for the for the Warriors, but it's not looking too good. Uh I'm all about Dallas, though. I'm all about the map. Speaking of, I'm flying to Dallas tomorrow. Shit, maybe I should try to go to game. Man, I might be able to go to one of the games on, like, Sunday? No, I don't think the series is going to switch over to Dallas before I leave. But I'm I'm flying to Dallas tomorrow, and I'll be there until Monday. So I don't think... One, maybe, like, a Sunday game? No. No, the series won't switch over. I'll fly out Monday, and if anything, they might play that day. But that'd be sweet to go see him play. But I'll definitely be watching. The, maybe I'll go to like a sports bar, I'll go to like a cool bar in Dallas to watch it or something one night. That'd be a good idea. Dallas is actually low key a good sports town. I don't know if you uh, have spent much time in Dallas, but I've surprisingly spent a large chunk of time in Dallas over the years. Like if I put it all together, I've spent like six or seven months. I'll be approaching like after the next couple. Of, like I'm I'm closing in on like spending a year of my life in Dallas if you add it all up. So it's, but I, I couldn't live there. I always say I couldn't live there because just because the weather, the weather sucks. Like I, I'm, it's like me like high nineties tomorrow. Like the fuck it's like 60 and raining in Michigan right now, which is great. That's May weather. That's what it should be. And I'm going to go to Texas where it's like literally 98 degrees tomorrow and like 99 on Friday and Saturday. And then it cools off again on Sunday and I fly out Monday. And then it was hot. Last, it was in Kansas City this last weekend. Kansas City was like 90-some degrees one day and then 70 the next. It's that time of year where you're getting both ends of it. But in the south and further southern places, you're getting those 90-degree days. It's like, nope, not doing that. I'm not doing 90 from May to October. Like, what are you, out of your mind? Especially the humidity of Texas? No, thank you. Check, please. But great place to visit. Good place to come check in. You know, I'm going to get some barbecue. going to get some good steak i have some re- i have a reservation for some good steak on saturday night and i'm actually gonna spend a lot of time in fort worth by the way i'm just randomly as i'm talking i'm looking at long-term positions and holy shit the market took a dump today 
didn't even realize it. I was doing some day tra- I was doing some paper trading stuff this morning on the Discord. But damn, Microsoft. So many things are getting close to 52-week lows. Microsoft's getting close at 254. Tesla's getting close at 700, basically. Square, I actually picked up more last week in the 70s, hitting the 60s, and it's at 82 right now. So that's at least something showing some life. NVIDIA, 169. Amazon's about to break below 2,000. I mean, this is bonkers. But there's still more to go. We're not seeing any life in the sell-off right now, and that's kind of spooky. But at the same time, I've said for a couple of weeks now that, like, we're in a bear market, but also like we're not really going to see a recession. We're not going to see inflation cool off until we've spent all the money that's been out there. We have to spend all this money and get it done. And it's probably going to just fuck up the income divide even more, unfortunately. But people need to be broke. That's what's going to fix inflation. We need to stop spending money. It's happening. Last month, I read a, uh, a thing on Forbes, article on Forbes, that like almost $6 billion less was spent online last month. That's crazy. Let me double check that headline to make sure i'm saying that correctly i won't be saying it yeah online shoppers spent over 5 billion less it was 5.8 5 point less billion online in april so e-commerce is slowing down again i, I guess and i make the point of does this mean sell off your amazon and shopify stock of course not it just means people aren't spending their money on that at the moment it's all going to come that's going to come back like are you do you think like i said before do you think shop do you think jc penny's the move do you think Sears is the move? No. So it's still going to be there. Like these these companies are not going anywhere. It's just having a like this just not having a, a it's not having a, a good time right now. Um and so sorry, I just got distracted by a text message came in. One thing I don't like about I I it's a blessing and a curse of the iPhone when the messages come on your computer the iMessages um, because I have my laptop my MacBook and so a a message came in and said holy fuck on the message and it's like stuff about I think it's about AMC stuff yeah my buddy Jason sending me stuff about AMC I need to look in I don't have have any AMC stock I don't know what's going on with it I'm sure if it goes crazy it'll break the stock market again as if the stock market needs any more crazy stories at the moment um Holy shit. Okay, these messages need to stop coming in. All right, hang on. We need to gather my thoughts here. Chill out. But basically, my, my point being is that, yes, people are spending less, a little bit less money. And that's that's what's gonna ha- that's happening to Netflix, too. Uh, people are starting to cancel a lot, especially lower-income folks. Lower-income earners are really... That bracket's really slashing through their Netflix accounts. Because you think about where you're going to save money... I mean, that's kind of one of the first things you would do is like, okay, I'm going to get rid of some of my, my streaming services. What are my recurring things that I'm paying for that I could really get rid of? Um, especially with gas prices. Shit, even gas in Michigan's 460 a gallon. I paid 420 coming back on the train when I got off the train and like thought that was a good deal. But 460 now? Damn, it's going to be over $5 a gallon by the time the summer's over. There's no, there's no way it's not. So... And that's just in this part of the, it's in California, it's over six bucks. So it's, it's getting, it's only going to get worse as the summer goes on. I think it'll peak out at the end of the summer and then hopefully into the fall, it starts to level out some of this, this pricing stuff, but people are going to spend it this summer. People are going to blow their cash this summer. They want to have a good time. They cooped up for a while. They got their vacations planned. They're going to pay the premium, but after the summer it's done. Like again, flights are getting crazy. I need to go to LA. I don't need to, but I want to. 
Um, and let's just say I need to. I'm going to say I need to to force it on myself. Um, I don't have any things like booked out there at the moment, but I need to go out there this summer just to be with the Discord group, do some stand-up at the the old clubs, the improv, the comedy stores, stay relevant out there a little bit, you know, and so... But flights are crazy. I mean, I could for how much I'm going to pay to fly out there and rent a car, I could just go to New York City and rent a place for and sublet a place for a month, and and just ride the train, which might be the move. That might be what I do anyways. Especially if I'm looking to move East Coast, I need to spend that time looking for a place anyways. So whatever. Um, but again, and even though things are going south, uh, kind of going into how I started this episode. People that aren't investing in the market, they get really mad at you just for picking, investing in certain companies because they don't like them. But also when you make money, they get annoyed. They think they should all it should be like they should take all of it to their taxes. Like, oh, if you made money in the stock market, we should take half of it because it was so easy to make. I mean, you didn't do anything, did you? We should take half that money. It's like, dude, yeah, but you also didn't like take the the money you didn't actually take that money set it aside have the discipline to not spend it on fun stuff sit there watch it go down you know watch it lose tons of value but have the conviction to sit there not only not sell it but to add to it till it came out you wrote it out you waited it out you deserve to get compensated for that and to not just lose all the taxes i'm not saying you don't you know you shouldn't pay taxes but it doesn't just mean because someone made money on capital gains doesn't mean it's just a a free for all like jackpot for everyone else to be like, yeah, let's take more of that because that was easy. Right. Especially when it comes to options, like, come on, it's not easy to do that shit. And so, um, I think that's a little, that's a little silly, but I'll, I've noticed that from people that don't invest in the market. And I bring this up because when we did the episode with Keanu, he got a little bit of a, a little bit of a trouble, a little bit of trouble with the administration at his school the principal and whoever else was listening to this episode. Now we got a couple more listeners, I guess we got a principal and another teacher apparently that listened to this podcast and rat on anything Keanu does or anything I might say. And by the way, anything that they were accusing him of like leaving his job was all stuff I said and speculated. He said no to that. I said, yeah, but you are though. <laughs> just because that was just me being like dumb, me being like, that's what I would do. Uh, I also wouldn't be a teacher to begin with. So it's a lot of shit that I'm going to say that he wouldn't. And so they, uh, again, but they initially got mad at him for recording a podcast on his lunch break at school. And, uh, but again, why are they mad? Should you get mad at something like that? Of course not. But they're mad. The real reason they're mad is they're not trading in the stock market. They're not making that paper. All right. They're seeing someone successful at their job. Also being really successful at something else, like crazy successful. To the point that sometimes people can't wrap their head around it. And so even in with that situation, they're like, wait, you make, you've made how much sometimes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, uh, here's a written warning. It's like they're just mad. Like even like my own family, they don't want to hear about my own shit sometimes. You would think they'd want to hear, hear like, oh, cool. My, you know, my son, my brother, whoever is doing well, my friend is doing well. I want to hear about their how they're doing it. And maybe I should like learn from that or be at least or nothing else. Be happy for him. Nope. They just don't want to hear about it. Don't give a shit. And now you don't want to hear about it. Usually you're annoyed or mad about it. And so it's just, you kind of got to ignore all that. You kind of ignore the noise a little bit, especially when it comes to like the options trading, like every single person I've talked to. And I don't tell many people 
about like my journey into options. Unless you listen to this podcast, obviously I talk about it all the time. But in like my personal life, I don't go around telling people like, yeah, I day trade options. I'm a, this is what I, that's what I want to do for my, you know, my full time, like day, my day job. That's what I, that's my goal. And people like the few people I've told that to immediately are like, kind of shoot it down. Like, oh man, it's good luck. You know, even like before I started recording this, I saw Jordan from our group post something in his stories. We're saying like, uh, he had made like, I don't know, 50 or 55% today, uh, on his trades. And he had posted the screenshot of the gains with the sub with the title or not the subtitle, but the uh, caption, uh, you know, 5% is impossible, which is something that people say when it comes to trading where it's like, Oh, five for making 5% a day is impossible. And he's making, he, you know, post the screenshot with 55%, whatever it was. And so it's just, they're thinking a different mentality. They're also trading differently. They're doing a kind of different style of like, trading than what we approach like when we go through not just the Keanu trades discord but the Bueller stuff it's very like calculated like we preach all the time like you know if a trade's not there if the pattern's not there don't take the trade you're just gambling you know I did that with a couple of trades like uh I did that with the Palo Alto networks like I said they're doing a, they're reporting earnings tomorrow after market close and I did a paper trade on them mainly because the contracts are so expensive now normally when it comes to paper trading, I only do, and just to, to, for again, people don't know, paper trading is, uh, you know, I guess slang for fake trading. You can have like an account with fake money, but do real, tr- you know, real time trading so you can learn without blowing up your own account. And and people that have, have do options trading, you know, on the regular, like real trading still do that as well. Just to kind of main, like, it's like shooting free throws, you know, practicing. And so I did a, uh, a contract on Palo Alto. And it kind of goes against my rules of paper trading because I try to say like trade on paper like you would in real life. But I kind of wanted to see how it played out. I was like, well, if I want to buy this contract, and again, I bought it thinking that the earnings was for tonight. It's for tomorrow. So I should have waited until tomorrow to buy it. So I just wanted to buy it that day and see how it would swing into earnings. Like it's basically a gamble. We talk about this in the Discord. Buying a contract on earnings is kind of just like a 50-50, like knowing that you're gambling. Yeah, you can look at some technicals and some candles, but at the end of the day, you kind of just know you're gambling. And so I was like, screw it. I'll do it. I'll do it on paper and see what happens. Just kind of want to see like how much it would like go up or down. I think the contract was like almost $2,000 per contract. So I just bought one. We'll see how it goes. It did pop up like a few hundred dollars today. I could have sold it and made the few hundred. I I want to see how it does after earnings. I want to play this, this idea out to fruition. So we'll see what happens. Um, But uh, yeah. And again, I'm going to keep bringing guests on like Keanu uh, and, and I'm going to keep pissing off his principal, I guess, if I do that. No, we'll do them on, we'll record them on the weekends now just so no one can get mad. We'll do them on weekends and then release them the next week. <laughs> but we're definitely going to keep doing them, bringing more guests on from the options trading world. I'll bring in some comedians too because it'll just be fun. But I do want to bring in more guests from options trading. Like next week, we're aiming to get Ryan uh, Garrity on, who I mispronounced his name a bunch last week. But uh bro Boken is his discord name i believe if i'm pronouncing it correctly because it's a play on hoboken new jersey where he lives but anyways garrity has been doing a thing where he talks about uh, on his youtube channel it's this golden goose idea that he has set up with trading i i haven't really went through it all yet i think i'd maybe mentioned it last week i'm going through uh the youtube videos now so i don't want to talk about it just yet but i'm gonna get the, i'm gonna go through all of his youtubes and then we're going to YouTube. So it's like a boomer saying that I'm going to go through all of his YouTube videos 
and then have him on next week. And I'm going to talk to him about all this shit and ask him all the questions I have that are hopefully questions that you would have in that same, uh, in that same, uh, whatever world. (laughs) So we'll have him on next week. More, more folks like that. I'll have Keanu on more as well. Just, uh, even just selfishly for myself, because I want to ask these people questions like, yeah, I'm going to be like, these people are asking for you. They have all these questions. It's really just me, (laughs) but Hey, I don't give a shit. No, there are, and there are people that do ask for them, obviously, but I do want to selfishly have more folks on just so I can keep learning. Cause it's like, dude, everyone has so much to offer. Dude, even PJ Matlock's in the discord now, if you know, PJ Matlock, like CEO of Atlas trading, Finn twit, like, you know, I don't know, big wig, whatever you want to call it. It's got a, what a ton of hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter. Same with Instagram, been big in the, the trading world for a while. He's now in the discord. I saw two on his stories. He posted a one day gain of like 130 grand yesterday. <laughs> so you're like, Oh shit. Okay. Um, I mean, I've known PJ's had that, you know, has been swinging that level for a while, but again, always to be reminded of it. So cool to see him in there interacting with all the fellas. I know a lot of the guys were super excited to see him in there. And what's crazy too. Like I remember talking to uh, Keanu called me couple days after that and i brought it up and he was like yeah man he just reached out to me and said yeah i'm ready to join the discord like i'm ready to get you know he's obviously doing his you know knows what he's doing but he finally was able to um finally decided to like join the discord and and get going so i don't know if he started doing like calling out shots yet but i think he will and so i know he's pulled in a bunch of different places but that's super dope that he's in there um so again, if, well, as you get more into this, this option stuff, I always say like, don't get into a premium discord or start paying for like option stuff until you like have a better, better understanding of everything. Knowing how you're going to chart stuff. I bought uh last week, well, I have a free trial, but I think I'm going to buy it for the year. It's like a couple hundred bucks for the whole year. Uh, trading view. It's a software for charting. Um, I know there's a bunch of, like there's stuff on Webull and there's a bunch of different like like Thinkorswim, all these different charts. Like Webull's pretty good. The Webull, the mobile app's okay. The desktop apps, desktop, I can't talk. Desktop app is better for um, just charting candles for options trades. But TradingView, what I've so far has been my favorite. I know there's a ton of different like indicators and things I can add to it. I'm gonna do a one-on-one with carry trades from our discord as well i know he talks about this on he advertises on twitter as well but i'm gonna do a one-on-one with him and so i can talk about it more on here because i know he wants to get more folks involved with that but he's like a charting wizard i want to go through that setting up all like what indicators people have on i know like a lot of our traders have like different emas on there they have their vwap on there they have all these different indicators seeing where their candles are crossing when they can come in and make plays and stuff but i want to do um That'll be probably after Garrity's episode. So we'll do Golden Goose next week and then probably do one followed about like charting after that. So by the way, if you're not in options, I mean, if the more you listen to this show, the more you might be like, oh, this is probably becoming more and more about options. And uh, yes, it is. So <laughs> because it's just honestly, the more I the more I learn about it, the more I see it as the move. Yes, long term invest. But that's kind of like set it and forget it shit where you can just kind of look once a week, every month even and go, OK, what's that at? Cool. I'll pick up some of those options trading really gives you a better understanding of the market how things are going sent overall market sentiment how news affects markets all that stuff it's crazy it's like i feel like i'm in like a you know spent the last few years like going to high school or college and now this is like grad school like phd shit you know 
and, and it's not that you have to be like to have this super, you know, super big IQ. I think anyone can do it. It's just, it's a lot of information. You have to be disciplined and be willing to sit down and do it. It's that's, you know, it's, it's just like that because long-term investing is obviously you can do over, it takes, you know, long-term investing. You can kind of sit back and just jump in when you need to. I mean, fuck Warren Buffett didn't do shit for two years. And all of a sudden he's buying up energy stocks and banks and Apple stock. I think that's pretty much it. He's basically just buying up like energy stock, like oil stocks banks and then just adding more to his apple position like i think he added like almost a billion more or over a billion more to his apple it's like right around that number uh that billion dollar mark of of apple stock to his position and then bought like citigroup bunch of oil companies all that shit of course he's buying banks and oil oil is through the roof right now it's going to stay that way for a minute and banks are going to be making a shitload of money on interest rates now because the Fed's trying to fight inflation, so they're raising interest rates like crazy. And who's going to make money more than that on anyone? Banks. So why not? Um, and I remember I was reading an article too that was saying like, hey, Buffett's still the goat of investing. Like, don't doubt Warren Buffett. And it's like, yeah, I know he's still doing well. Like the S&P and all this stuff's not doing well. Like things are, you know, markets have not been doing well this year. But like, I'm not going to sit here and say Warren Buffett, like he's a great long-term investor because he's patient and has a ton of money to play with, but more than anything is patience and time. But I'm not going to sit here and say Warren Buffett played the COVID shit right because he waited everything out. I'm not going to sit here and say he played COVID right because he sold airlines at the bottom and then didn't buy anything for two years. That's not, he didn't play it right. He sold airlines at the bottom, sat on cash, during that whole COVID run, that COVID run was insane. He could have made God knows how much money. Even if he just sold some of our ad, he could have made so much money, but didn't. Just said, oh, no, it's all coming down. Said that for two years. And now he's like, now I'm coming in and buying. So, it's, I mean, at least he was disciplined, stuck to his guns. I mean, why wouldn't he? He's been doing it since the 40s. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say he played COVID right. Some article was kind of saying like an MSNBC one, not MSNBC, CNBC. I always get those two confused. CNBC article being like, oh, he's still the, the best investor. It's like, yeah, I, sure. But don't sit here and say that he played COVID right because he didn't. Um, What else? What else do I want to talk before I get out of here? I need to... Uh, I'm probably going to go like super long on this episode just because I need to finish packing and get to um, my flight in the morning. Actually, I have like an afternoon flight, but I still have to do some shit in the morning, finish up this packing. It's I've, I've mostly done. I have like 98% done. There's a couple of things left I have to throw in there. And then get this episode posted. Um, just making sure there wasn't a couple of things I wanted to mention specifically. Uh Oh, this is one thing I, I remember talking about a couple of weeks ago um, about learning about stop losses. And I've, as I go through, talk about trading more and I go in the discord more, finding out that like, you know, hedge funds or I guess big money has a way of like algorithms have a way of finding out that information, like seeing like where the stop losses are and pushing the stock just below it. So everyone gets out of their positions and then they come back in. So basically a lot of the guys in the discord don't set their stop losses they mentally set them so they know when to get out, but they don't actually set a hard stop loss in their account because they don't want the algorithms to find them and to use them against them. Just crazy. Like no one should have access to that information to be able to do that. 
but it's what happens. You know, it's like I say, it's a, a, a founding, uh, not founding, a fundamental principle of mine is, uh, especially when it comes to investing, is like know the game and learn how to operate within it. And that's kind of one of those things where it's like, is it dirty and unfair? Yes, but th- know that that's the game. So know that they can do that. And uh, just don't set your stop losses. Set them in your head mentally so you're not just staying at a trade for too long and losing tons of money. I learned that on paper. Learned that, again, benefit of paper trading, learning those lessons on paper, not with your real money. Learning not to hold on to a contract for too long because seeing that the longer you hold it, even when it does pop up, you don't make the money you'd expected. Like sometimes you need those contracts to move and move quickly. And if they do come back to the price you want them to, if you waited too long, your, your theta may have ate up your profits a little bit, which is wild. That's something I didn't, I, again, something I learned on paper. Glad I learned it on paper, not with real money. This also cracked me up. Uh, someone said that we were kind of talking on the Discord and the voice chat this morning um, about how like <laughs> you should take a, take a big position a Tesla puts out, like buy a big, you know, Tesla put position and then just go crash a Tesla and just like get it on the news somehow and say it was the autopilot. <laughs> just like blame it. Cause like this happens multiple times where like there was a crash involving a Tesla and the stock took a big hit. So it became like a, a quick little news story for a day or two. And then the stock took a big hit. And then it's like a couple of days later they find out that like, Oh, well the driver was drunk or the full self driving wasn't engaged. That was one in Texas where like, there was a, it was like full self-driving accident, but it found out they didn't have full self-driving. So it's like, what are they just fucking crashed it on cruise control? This is pretty much what happened. And so, but there was still that, but because that story, the stock still, ta- still tanked for those couple of days. And so if you had a big short position, you totally could have like, uh, <laughs> you totally could have um, banked quite a bit of money on that. Just in that quick little like pop down. Um, so not a bad idea. I kind of think we should try this fella. Like, like we are, all the, all the folks in the discord should just throw in a few bucks and we'll all just collectively buy this big short position against Tesla and then wreck a Tesla and see what happens. And then we'll delete this episode. So there's no evidence of me talking about my idea to insider trade somehow by creating my own story. (laughs) <laughs> but basically it's kind of the story of like that's basically the 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 plot of the movie taking of pelham 123 where they crash that train and they they hijack a train but really the real they, they say like they hijack the train because they're like oh we want we want all this money by the way you haven't seen this movie it's a good movie and i'm going to spoil it a little bit not completely but just a little bit uh and if you and by the way who gives a shit the movie's over 10 years old you can't get in trouble you can't get mad at someone for spoiling something if it's been more than 10 years you had your time to watch it so anyways, good movie, but they, they hijack, terrorists like hijack this train. I believe John Travolta is one of them. They hijack this, hijack this train in New York city. And that's not the, they hijack the train, like say that they want like this ransom money from the city, but that's not the real motivation or the real reason. The real reason is they took out like a big, like basically bet on, they bet on the stock market crashing. They were they wanted the markets to crash and they bet on that and we're making it crash by this terrorist attack because back in the day when this movie was made a subway attack actually affected the markets. I mean I was in New York when a guy went into a with a gun and started shooting up the place. And I'm pretty sure the Dow closed up like two percent that day. So <laughs> times have changed. 
You know, you can't really just go start attacking a subway and crash the market anymore. But back then, hey, you could. Back when that movie was made, it wasn't even that long ago. But that was the the plot of that movie where, you know, tank basically creating a way to manipulate markets themselves by way of a terrorist act. I don't think crash, crashing your own Tesla is an act of terrorism. So, hey, I think you could get away with it. It's not a bad idea. It's really not. I've had many worse ideas. I think this is like top five, if I'm being honest with myself. All right. I think I need to get out of here because I don't want to ramble on and and disclose more uh, criminal information about my life at the moment. So I'm going to cut this one a few minutes shorter than normal just so I can uh, also get back to packing because I have an early morning. But we'll be be back next week. Hopefully with uh, we should be back with Garrity. And then, um, man, maybe we'll start doing some bonus episodes, too, with some guests. Shoot. All sorts of fun stuff coming up. Some video stuff. Dang, man. I mean, we're just moving in the right direction. All right. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys soon. Uh, don't lose your mind out there. I know it's rough, but stay the course. It'll all be fine. All righty. Bye.